Hey everybody, welcome to Life Awakening. As always, I'm your host, Coach Kelly Tamey, out here in beautiful San Diego, California. Thank you guys so much for showing up and showing out last week. You know, last week was episode number 50 and it was a big mile marker for me because, you know, I've told you guys like a hundred times that podcasting was not ever in my original vision of something that I wanted to do or that I was interested in. And since I've started doing it, I absolutely love doing this for you guys each and every week. And last week was just special, you know what I mean? It's been just barely nine months and we've had almost 6,700 downloads. And I am just like so humbled and so thankful to you guys. Last week, we like just the in the first four days, I think we hit like 67 downloads and it was amazing. I'm just like so excited and so thankful for you guys. And I I don't know if you get tired of hearing that, but I never get tired of saying it because I don't want you to ever think that I don't appreciate you and all of this that I do for you guys is to help you be a better you. Always, 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 always. So Today is going to be awesome, episode number 51. I want to give a couple of shout outs to a couple of my girls that I worked with this week. Michelle over at Rancho Penasquito 24 Hour Fitness. I did an exercise with her. Okay, so if you guys listen to last week's episode, I did the I Blame You exercise at the very end of my, at the very end of the, the episode. And so I put her through that. I just did a Facebook Live and put it on my Facebook Live to just share with everybody because I I knew how powerful it was. Like, at least for me, I knew how powerful it was. And I, I wanted to do a beta testing on some of my personal training clients, my life coaching clients, a couple of my friends, you know, just to see what their response would be. See how they felt. See if it was as powerful for them as it was for me. Well, I, you know, did it for Michelle. I did it for a couple of other friends. I also did it for my girl over at CQP Moments. And it was just amazing. Like literally I watched their energy and their whole demeanor change in a matter of 30 seconds or less when the exercise was done. That's how powerful that exercise really is. So if you haven't listened to it yet, go to last week's episode. Listen all the way to the end and there I do the exercise It's called I Blame You or you can go to my Facebook page. It's on my Facebook. Search hashtag Callie Tammy. It'll pop up. I did it today at like two o'clock Pacific time and I it's a video. So I actually got the whiteboard out. I showed you exactly how to do it. We did the one minute timer and I explained why it's important in the whole whole nine. So I want you guys to go do that. And as also the precursor, you know, I've been telling you guys I am working on an online course. I'm going to be launching the beta on 9-19-19, which I'm super freaking stoked about. It's got 12 modules. It's going to be happening over 16 weeks and it's going to be freaking amazing. And the I blame you exercise is like one of the first two exercises that we do. First two exercises at the beginning of the module. There we go. I like I couldn't even get my words out. I was so stuttered. So let's get on to what we're talking about today. Today is going to be awesome. We are talking about getting out of survival mode. Like you can't thrive if you're, if you're in survival mode. Our survival patterns become the seeds of our self-sabotage. Listen to that again. Our survival patterns become the seeds of our self-sabotage. And you can't sit here and tell me that you don't self-sabotage yourself, that you don't self-sabotage. We all do it. We're all human. I've done it on a regular basis and I still do it sometimes. So I'm not, I'm not exempt from the things that I'm telling you guys. Like I'm just human. I'm not perfect. I don't like, I always strive to be the best me that I can be, but I know that I will never be perfect because there's always room to grow. There's always room to learn. There's always room to improve. Always. And I think a lot of us get caught up in the self-sabotage because we're too busy comparing our beginnings to somebody else's highlight reel. Like we get on Instagram and we sit there and we scroll and we're looking at all these perfect pictures, these so-called perfect lives. You know, they've got this going on. They've got that going on. Oh, they've got 10,000 followers. Oh, they've got 20,000 followers. Oh, they have this much engagement. Like, look at all these people on here. These people are sharing all of their stuff. Da, 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 all that stuff. Do you know what they went through to get to where they are? Do you know how long it took them to get from point A to point B? Have you reached out to them and found out what their steps were 
Like, I, I guarantee you, there's nobody that was on there that started with 10,000 followers. Everybody starts out with zero, zero followers. Everybody starts out with zero pictures. And the first picture they put up probably sucked. Like, my first picture wasn't special. Depends on which, right? Yeah, on neither one of mine. <laughs> neither, my, especially my personal page. So, on, on my Instagram. You guys can go check it out if you want to. It's Bama Girl, B-A-M-A-G-U-R-L, 2012. That's my personal training, my, my personal page. Scroll all the way down to the very first picture that I posted. I showed you a picture of my calves because I was working out. 2012, I was a brand new personal trainer. There wasn't nothing special on there. And the camera quality was terrible. So, like, we all started somewhere. And, like, I've been doing that page. This is 2019. I got that in 2012. I don't even have 1,800 followers. So, like, I don't, I would love for you guys to come follow me. You want to follow me on my, on my business, on my life coaching account? Tammy underscore Loftus. I've got 834 followers. I've been growing that page for a year and a half. I've got half of what I've got on the other page in a year and a half because I've been working that one hard. I had no idea what I was doing on the other page. Like none. I was just putting up pictures. I knew nothing about hashtags, any of that kind of stuff. I'm sure I could go back and I could edit some of those hashtags and I could get a lot more engagement, get a lot more followers, but I don't care. Like I said, it's my personal page. It's personal training. And I know that I'm not going to be in personal training forever. And so, you know, if you guys want to follow my personal page, great. I do post on there, um, but it's a different kind of posting than what I post on my life coaching page. So whatever floats your boat, I am happy to have you come follow me on either one of those. But like, it, let's get back to the self-sabotage thing. If you're in survival mode, you can't thrive. It's two, it's two different modes of operation in your brain, two very different modes of operation. If you're in survival mode, so think about this. If you're out in the jungle and you're just trying to survive, if a lion chases you, you have to run. You're in fight or flight all the time. If you're in survival mode, you are in fight or flight. If you're in fight or flight all the time, how can you thrive? How can you build? How can you grow? How can you love? You can't because you're always, you're, you're, you're working from fear all the time. Fear and growth are two opposite ends of the stick. So you've got to figure out where it is that you're at. Where, where are you in survival mode and where are you in thrive mode? Look at the areas of your life and figure out what parts are growing and what, part, what parts aren't. The ones that aren't, those are probably the ones that you're sabotaging yourself. Those are the ones that are probably fear-based. Those are the ones where you've probably got some history of things not working out on a regular basis. So if that's the case, I would pretty much 99.9999999% guarantee that's the area of life that you are in survival mode, not in thrive. And I'm going to put this out there. Sorry, not sorry. Most of the time, if one area of your life is in survival mode, 95 to 98% of the other areas of your life are in survival mode. Got to find a way to get out of survival mode. Like everything that I teach you guys is about growth. Everything that I teach you is about you becoming a better you. Everything that I teach you is about your self-worth, about being enough, about setting boundaries. Those things are in thrive mode, not in survival mode. Look at your friends around you. Are they just surviving? Are they living paycheck to paycheck? Are they always trying to hustle and, you know, just get one extra thing, one extra thing, one extra thing? They never got money in the bank. They're always like they're they run out of month or run out of money before they run out of month. Is that where you're at? If that's the case, you're in survival mode. Do you have these thoughts in your head? Well, every time I get a little bit ahead, something always comes up and then I'm right back to square one. Raise your hand. If you're driving down the road, raise your hand. Sit in the office. Raise your hand. If that's an oh shit moment, she got me. Palm to the face. Like, that's the truth. You are in survival mode. You know when I was in survival mode? When I was doing all my drugs, doing all my alcohol. I was dancing in the club. I was living in a hotel. Like, that was over two, what, drugs? Jesus. I started taking drugs back in 99, and I didn't stop till 2012. That's a long freaking time, dude. In, in 90, 98, 99, 
it was very, very recreational. It wasn't, there was a lot, there was a lot of wine, a lot of alcohol, a lot of drinking on the weekends, but the, the recreational drug part didn't get heavy till about 2002. Yeah, 2002, 2003 was when it started getting heavier, when that relationship that I was in was getting really bad. I was fighting to keep him around. I was spending money. I was buying him all these things. I was trying to buy his love. I was a people pleaser. You know, I um, I had a very solid belief that sex was love. And so when I felt him pulling away, he got more sex or I would try to give him better sex or whatever that looked like. And it failed miserably. It come back to bite me in the ass. I don't want that to be you. Going through that, I ended up losing my house. Three bedroom, two story house, sitting on an acre of land on a corner lot in Pinson, Alabama. It's a nice house. Two car garage. Yeah, finished basement. Nice house. I had an SUV. I had Acura. I had two motorcycles. I owned my own business on top of working another job. I lost all of that trying to keep a man who didn't give two shits about me trying to keep a man that had been cheating on me from day one, trying to keep a man who married another woman and was sleeping in my bed two days after he said, I do. I'm being real. That was my survival mode. Survival mode led me to a stare down with a bottle of sleeping pills. And I'm not saying that survival mode is going to lead any of you down that road at all. But I'm saying you got to know where you're at in order to know where it is that you need to go. Like we got to drop your pin. You hear me say this all the time. You got to drop your pin on the Google Maps of life. I am here. And then you got to drop another pin. I want to go here. There is power in writing down your goals. There is power in writing down your dreams. There is power in having a vision, like a vision board. You know how many people do vision boards all the time so that they can look at that? Like I have a friend that we did Spartan races with. We were also in AdvoCare together when we were doing AdvoCare and she was over 400 pounds. She lost over 200 pounds in a year and she started using AdvoCare products. She started just walking because that's all she could do. And all she could walk was five minutes a day because she was exhausted. She was being a mom from the couch and she had to figure it out. So when she'd walk a little more, walk a little more, walk a little more, she started watching her eating. She started taking vitamin supplements and then she started running. She really loved to run. She was a runner. And within the year, she lost 212 pounds. She ran the half marathon down at Disney. Now she loves Disney. Her whole purpose of losing weight was so that she could ride the rides at Disney. That was, that was one of her main purposes. She wanted to ride the rides with her kids. She was a big kid. She didn't want to feed, she didn't want to have to sit on the sidelines of life. She didn't want to have to be a mom from the couch. Like she was, she was, a, she's this amazing woman, but she was in self-sabotage. And so she had to figure it out and she had to choose a different path. Once she got to where, where she was going, she got all her excess skin and everything removed. And then she started getting it back into her old habits again. You know, and, and I brought up the vision board thing because she had pictures of Disney posted all over her refrigerator, like all over her refrigerator, all over her house. She went on Disney cruises every year. A year and a half later, her husband gets a job and they move down to Orlando and guess who gets annual passes to Disney? Because she's sitting there looking at Disney everything. Everything she thought about, everything that she did, everything that she talked about was about Disney. Whether it was going to Disney, taking the kids to Disney, going on a Disney cruise. And when I say going on a Disney cruise, she went on a Disney cruise without the kids. Because she loved Disney that much. What you focus on grows. So before we jump any further off into this, because I got a whole bunch more to talk to you guys about, let's take a minute and listen to my awesome sponsors for this week. And we will be right back with Get Out of Survival Mode. Hey, everybody. This is Coach Kelly Tamey. I hope you are really enjoying the Life Awakening podcast. And I wondered... Did you know that you can actually get paid to listen to my podcast? I know it sounds really crazy, but it's true. I just found this awesome new app. It's called PodCoin, and you actually get paid to listen to my podcast or any other podcast that you want to listen to. Here's how it works. You listen to the podcast and you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin into gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks. Or if you choose, you can donate it to a PodCoin charity of your choice. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. Go right now 
and download the app on your iPhone or Android, and I have a special code for you. Simply use the code LIFEAWAKENING, and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. And if you listen to enough podcasts on here, you'll get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us. So go ahead and listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on PodCoin and sign up with the code LIFEAWAKENING. I swear it'll change the way that you listen to podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. We are talking about getting out of survival mode. That is like if you can't, if you're in survival mode, you can't thrive. And by thrive, I mean, you've got money always coming in. Your job is great. Your family's great. Your relationship's great. Your kids are great. You're going on vacation regularly. You're doing your self-care. Your health and wellness and fitness is where it's supposed to be. Your uh, the weight that you want to be, the person that you see staring back in the mirror is somebody that you love and you respect. You have boundaries with your family. You have boundaries with your husband. You have boundaries with your siblings. You have boundaries with your parents. You have boundaries with your co-workers. You have boundaries with yourself. And yes, I said boundaries with yourself. You got to know you better than anybody else. You have to be able to say, you know what? I know that every time I do X, Y, and Z, it leads me to A, B, and C. And A, B, and C personally really fucking suck the next day. The only way to stop that is to, to know yourself. Like, hey, I can't do this anymore. Like, I'll be 52 next month. I'm here to tell you I cannot drink like I used to do. I can't. I know. I know me. Like, I, I love my wine. I really do. But since I became a, a, well, more so since I became a life coach, but even when I became a personal trainer, the amount of alcohol that I, I did no more recreational drugs at all from the day that I became, I passed my test as a personal trainer to now. Like I had March 8th of 2012 to now, not one recreational drug at all. One. I have to pat myself on the back for that because I was doing a lot. I did ecstasy. I smoked weed. Um, I did cocaine. I did Lord. I did a Lord tabs, painkillers. I did it all. Anything to be numb. I took it all. I didn't care. And then alcohol. Like it was nothing. Okay. So during my, my years of being a dancer, it was nothing for me to drink. 15 Texas margaritas in a day. One shift, 15 Texas margaritas, not including the shots I was doing and not including the beer I was drinking in between all of those. That was daily. It's a wonder my liver even still likes me or functions. That's just honest. Now, when I go to drink, I can drink beer and I, I, I don't really get too buzzed up off of beer. I'll start feeling good or whatever. Um, I, I got a trigger and I know when I reach that trigger, it's time to stop. Like if my, my top lip starts getting a little numb or starts feeling a little fuzzy, I quit drinking because I know that I've, I've reached that, that point. Oh, we're done. Or if my nose gets numb, I can't drink anymore. Typically, I stop at two glasses of wine. If I'm at home, I'll, I might drink three. But even still, I don't like the way that I feel the next morning. Or if I'm drinking wine now, not so much with beer, but definitely with wine, I'll drink a a glass of wine and then I'll drink a bottle of water or a large glass of water or two before I have another glass of wine so I can stay hydrated so I don't feel so bad the next day. Like I can't recover like I used to. And you know, if you guys listen to my episode with my friend, Sean Miller, he told you like the party started on Thursday and we didn't start stop partying until 6 p.m. on Sunday night. Like we get up Friday morning, we go to work. And as soon as we got off work, we were wondering who, which, which bar we started at first and who's buying the first round. That was our normal. I can't, I don't care nothing about going to a bar now. I might go uh, to Grub Burger. That's my, one of my favorite places to eat. I'll go to Grub Burger and I'll have me a glass of wine for dinner, uh, happy hour on Fridays. That's a, that's a normal occurrence. And whether that's a glass of wine or a margarita, I don't too much do anything else. They have these spike shakes that are really good. I might have one of those, but I have one. Or mojito, love mojitos. But I know my leg. I don't do shots anymore. I used to do shots all the time. Mm-mm. I don't. I, shots is not my thing. If I do one, which I swear, back in the day, I used to say somebody that sipped on a shot was it was a wuss. I don't say that shit no more. I'm quick to sip on a shot. I'll make that bad boy last all night long. You got to chill it and let me let me sip on it. I'm not doing it. Or if I do do a shot and I just take it to the head, I take one and I'm done. One and done. You have to know your demons. You have to know 
the things and habits it is that you do that lead you down roads that you don't love when you get there and you can't tell me that you don't know. It might be one of those moments where you look back and you say, oh, damn it, I did that shit again. How many of you can sit there and say, damn, I knew when I did that, that's, this was going to be the result. How many of you have those aha moments after the fact? How awesome would it be for you to catch that aha moment before you did the stupid thing? AKA, quit doing shit to survive. Quit doing shit to make yourself numb because you don't like the reality that you've already created. And start doing things that's going to make you a better you. One of the things right now that you do that makes you a better you is listening to this podcast. Whether it's listening to anything personal development, whether it's my podcast, Rachel Hollis, Ed Milet, Jay Shetty, Gary B, uh, Dr. Phil, Oprah, Joe Dispenza. All of those are great. You can listen to any of those. They're going to give you motivation. They are going to give you lessons and tips and tools that you can do to make you a better you get on youtube eric the he uh, et uh, eric thomas you watch him trent shelton they've got youtube channels they've got things that they do on facebook all the time there's all kinds of positive stuff that you can watch to help shift your energy from negative to positive did you know that your external words become your internal monologue and that internal monologue is on repeat Ed that was doing a interview with Joe Dispenza. I saw it on YouTube a couple of days ago. I don't know how long he actually did that, uh, how long ago that actually was. I didn't look to see the date that it was actually published, but I saw it on YouTube the other day. So let me preface that. So I saw it on YouTube the other day and Joe Dispenza is the only interview that he's done twice. He's interviewed him twice on, on his rest of his show. Everybody that's come to his show, he's only had them come to his show one. He's only interviewed them one time, but Dr. Joe, there's a big, uh, a big calling for him to come back. So Ed Milet had him back on there a second time. I had not heard Joe Dispenza until a couple of weeks ago. He says something that I have been saying for the last couple of years, at least. You, what he's been saying, you are where you are because of how you think forever. I've been saying it since I started my personal development when I first read Andy Andrews' book, the Traveler's Gift and Mastering the Seven Decisions. That's when I realized the way that I thought got me in the situations that I was in and I had to take responsibility for my life. By doing that, I was able to change my life. And now as a life coach and a personal trainer and a mom and a friend, that's one of the first things that I teach people is you are where you are because of how you think. Dr. Joe also says, your subconscious doesn't know the difference between a truth and a lie. It doesn't know the difference between a picture and reality. So think about it this way. If you've heard of professional athletes, how they visualize the win. They visualize the whole entire race from the time that they're in. So if they're a sprinter or they're a long distance runner, we're going to go with running because that's the, that's the easy. We'll take uh, the Olympics are fixing to come back on. So we'll, we'll go with that. So we'll say track and field, they're a sprinter. They picture themselves walking up to the, to the start, putting their feet in the blocks, waiting for the gun to go off. Every muscle that's going to fire, what order it's going to fire in, exactly how the race is going to turn out, how fast they're going to finish. And they see themselves crossing the finish line first. Every time when they can get so good at that visualization your subconscious believes that is a truth so when it actually comes up your subconscious makes sure that everything that you visualized and believed throw that in there it has you have to believe it not just visualize it it had the the, the emotion that goes behind your visualization is real the emotion that's behind your vision is real. That's why vision boards work. Kai had a very big emotional attachment to Disney. Everything in her house was Disney. Every word out of her mouth was Disney. Her husband got a job that took them to Disney. Joe Dispenza says it over and over and over again. Your subconscious, and he does brain scans. This man is a, he, he does, he studies the brain for a living. He does brain scans and tells you what fires and not. When you're visualizing and you have the emotional 
the emotional connection to it, it stimulates your frontal lobe and gets your brain going in a positive direction. Your internal monologue is on repeat. You have 80,000, and I got corrected listening to their podcast. I thought there were 60,000 thoughts in a day. He corrected it. He said, no, there's more like 80,000 thoughts in a day. And 75% of them are negative for the majority of people. And 95% of them are on repeat. That part I had right. But it's 80,000 thoughts. So let's back this up. If you have 80,000 thoughts running through your head on a regular basis, you're more on the negative side of life, which means 75% of your thoughts are negative. That means you have 60,000 angry ass thoughts running through your head on a regular basis. How are you sleeping at night? How's your relationship with your husband? How's your relationship with your kids? How's your relationship with your friends? How's your relationship with your coworkers? How's your relationship with your boss? Do you like your boss? Do you admire your boss? Do you like your job? Do you like where you live? Do you like your car? What's, it, what's your financial status look like? Is it, do you have extra money in the bank? Or are you having to rob Peter to pay Paul because you keep repeating the same habits over and over and over again because you're in survival mode and you can't get into thrive mode? You can't even pull a positive thought out of your head. I tell you guys all the time, you can go back to any one of my podcasts. I talk about being in the dark places, being on Facebook, and I was posting 60 to 1 negative to positive. I would post 60 negative thoughts, negative posts to one positive thought. And my friend Kim, she listens to the show all the time. She'll tell you. Straight up, like she'd see that one positive post, like, yes, there is light in her. <laughs> it's in there somewhere. Let's fan them flames, man. Let's get her going in a better direction. Let's get her getting some positive vibes going on. And so that's what we would do. That's what we worked on. So your external dialogue becomes your internal monologue. Parents, your external dialogue becomes your children's internal monologue. Do you want your kids thinking and receiving and believing the words that are coming out of your mouth? Do you tell them they're stupid? Do you tell them they're dumb? Do you tell them they're never going to amount to anything? Do you tell them to shut up and be quiet because what they have to say is not important? Those words become their internal monologue. You've now planted the seed that they're stupid, that they're not smart, that they're not worthy, that they're not good enough, that the things that they have to say are not important. You have got you have got, you have got to pay attention to the words that are coming out of your mouth. Whether you're talking to yourself, you're talking to your children, everything that comes out of your mouth, especially if there is emotion, a lot of emotion tied to it, it's amplified and you're going to manifest what it is that you talk. An unforgiving mind. So if you're negative, I would venture to guess there's resentment, there's hurt, there's anger, uh, there's maybe even some hatred, there's uh, depression, frustration, uh, insecurity, all of those things that are in there. And I would venture to guess a lot of unforgiveness. There's a lot of blaming going on. Whether you're blaming a situation, a circumstance, a person, you're blaming you. You're blaming circumstances that you caused yourself. You're, wh whatever it is, you're blaming your bill collectors for collecting money that's owed to them. It's not their fault that you're in the situation you're in. You made the choices and the decisions that you made to get you where you are. You can't blame the bill collector. Well, I prayed to God and he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't bless me with the money I needed. He can't bless you with something that you, ain't gonna, that you don't know what to do with. I'm going to say that again. You're blaming God for your situation, for your financial situation, but you're the one that spent the money. You're the one that created the bills. You're the one that didn't pay your bills on time. You're the one that got you where you are. Ain't his fault. He blessed you with a job. He blessed you with money coming in. He blessed you with a roof over your head. He blessed you with a, a spouse. He blessed you with children. He blessed you with all of these opportunities, but you had free will to do whatever it was that you did to get you in the situation it is right now. Ain't God's fault. So quit blaming somebody that they like. It's you. You are the common denominator. I know that sucks. And I know it sucks to hear that. But that's why I created that exercise called I Blame You. You have got to get out of the blame mode, get out of the blame game, and get into owning your shit and owning and taking responsibility for where you are and where you got to go. That is the only way to get out of survival mode and get into thrive mode. 
If you've got all that unforgiveness in your head, in your heart, in your soul, hate, Will Smith said it in a song, hate in your heart will consume you too. Let's flip the word from hate. Unforgiveness in your heart will consume you too. Hurt in your heart will consume you too. Bitterness in your heart will consume you too. Insecurity in your heart will consume you too. What if we took that 75% of your negative thoughts? So if you have 80,000 thoughts, 75% of them are negative. That means you got 60,000 thoughts in your head. What if instead of having insecurity in our heart, we had clarity in our heart? Clarity in your heart will consume you too. How awesome would it feel to have clarity on where it is that you're going, what it is that you want to do, having a vision of where it is that you want to be a year from now, two years from now, five years from now. Unforgiveness leaves no room for love to grow and spread its wings and, and change your life. What if you started thinking about what you think about? Dr. Joe used those exact words on Ed Milet's show. If we would only start thinking about what we think about, because our thoughts are powerful. Our thoughts create our reality. What we visualize creates our reality. What we say creates our reality. Words have power. Thoughts have power. Visions have power. Take your power back. Instead of hate in your heart consuming you, what about love in your heart consumes you too? Happiness in your heart consumes you too. Joy in your heart consumes you too. Laughter in your heart consumes you too. What if, what if, instead of what if bullshit, what if love? What if happiness? What if up instead of what if down? What if positive thought instead of what if negative? Instead of always thinking of the worst case scenario, why not think of what's the best case scenario? What's the best case scenario instead of what's the worst case scenario? If you think about the best case scenario, you've already told your mind, you've told your subconscious that it, we've already established, it doesn't know the difference between the truth and a lie. Well, the best, best case scenario that I can see right now is X, Y, and Z. It could, and it could actually turn out better than that, but I can only see to right here. Sometimes you gotta get from where you are and take five steps and get there before you can see further. If you listen to my story or if you've read my book, Dear Victim, It's Time for Us to Break Up Now, when I got the vision to leave Atlanta and come to California, my vision was a sign of San Diego and a, a, I say a whisper, the, the voices in my head are my head, but the, the words that came to me were, get there and I'll show you further. That's when my thoughts, I would have never thought to move to California. I would have never thought to move to San Diego. I was looking at Tampa. But I trusted my intuition. I trusted the vision because I've had visions for years. When I was in a dark place, I lost it. Use it or lose it. It said, and for those of you that do religion, I don't do religion. I am spiritual. I do believe in God. I have a very strong connection with him. I meditate and I pray regularly. But even in the Bible, it says God speaks in a still quiet voice. Well, if God speaks in a still quiet voice, how are you going to hear him if you have 60,000 negative ass thoughts? going through your head on a regular basis. He could throw the Empire State Building into your thoughts and you would never hear a word he said. So what if you started thinking about what you think about? If you started thinking about what you think about and you started catching those negative thoughts and you flipped them, you flipped it instead of saying, well, the, you know, this always happens to me, this negative da-da-da-da, whatever. It all... My life always sucks. All bad things always happen to me. Instead of saying those things, you know what? Everything always works out for me. I don't know how, but I know at the end of the day, whether it's a, a, a lesson or a blessing, it works out for me because a lesson is a blessing. It's something that I had to learn in order to get me from where I am to where I want to go. Did you ever think about that the things that you're going through right now are things that you have to learn in order to get you to where it is that you want to go? Because that's the truth. Especially if you have really big dreams, who do you have to become in order to attain those dreams? Who do you have to become in order to handle the size of the dreams it is that you want? Have you ever thought about that? Or have you just thought about, well, I just want this. And you, you didn't think about anything in between that. You didn't think like, so I hear people all the time, yeah, I wish I could win the lottery. You want to win the lottery, this 200 and 
$30 million. Let's just throw it out there. Let's say government took half of it. That's $115 million. Have you ever had a hundred, have you ever had a million dollars in your pocket? Ever. At one time, have you had a million dollars? Would you know what to do with a million dollars? And I don't want to hear, oh, I'd go buy this and I go buy that and I go buy this. Your ass will be broke in a week and you'll be right back to where you were. You're going to go right back to the set point that you started at because you were in survival mode when you won the money. If you're in survival mode, you're not going to know how to thrive when the money comes. And you're going to take yourself and you're going to go right back to the starting point because you didn't know, you didn't do the growth. You did not do the growth from here to there to get you where you needed to go. There's, there's no other way around it. You have to grow. It says in the Bible, people without a vision perish. Also says in the Bible, in the Bible, if you're not growing, you're dying. Same thing. Like you have to grow to get to where you want to go. I talk about my friend Chip Baker. He wrote a book that says growing through your go through. When you go through hard times, you go through trauma, you go through difficult challenges, whatever that is. Sometimes it's just training for a specific event. That's a challenge and you have to grow. You have to learn new things. You have to train harder. You have to train different. You have to eat different. You have to test new things and find out what works and what doesn't. Do you think that every professional athlete, if they tried something that didn't work, they called it failure? No, it's just something that didn't fucking work. What would have happened if Thomas Edison said, oh, you know what? The light bulb's not ever going to work because I failed 10 times. I've tried this 10 different ways and it didn't work. I've tried everything. The light bulb is not going to be in fruition. That man failed at creating a light bulb 9,999 times. It was time number 10,000 where the light bulb was created. Can you imagine if he'd have gave up? Who would have created a light bulb? Would the light bulb have gotten created? How much longer would it have took? How much further behind would our society be if he had given up and stayed in survival mode instead of thrive mode? If he had looked at it as failure instead of lessons? If he had looked at it as failure instead of, oh, that way didn't work. Let me see which one of these steps didn't work and let me, let me deduct one thing at a time and try it a different way. There's nothing wrong with something not working. That's not failure. Failure is when you give up. All the stress that you're having right now in your life, all the stress, all the anxiety, all, the, all of that negativity that you got going on begins with one negative thought. One single thought that goes unchecked and then it gets joined by another and another and another and another and the effect of stress. Stress kills your body. Your stress is a survival mode reaction. Stress causes diseases. Stress causes muscle aches and pains. Stress causes inflammation. Stress causes anxiety. Stress causes heart conditions. Stress kills. All stress is started with one single negative thought that goes unchecked. Every anxiety attack that you have starts with one single negative thought that goes unchecked and then another and then another and another and you're thinking of worst case scenarios of things that will probably never ever ever happen and you wig yourself out and then here comes the panic attack and the anxiety attack and you don't even know what reality is anymore is that you you got to start thinking about what you think about you have got to get out of survival mode you anxiety is also a attached to people pleasing. Who are you trying to please? You don't owe anybody anything. You owe nobody nothing. You owe you everything. You owe you. You owe you. You don't owe nobody shit. You don't owe your husband nothing. You don't owe your parents nothing. You don't owe your siblings nothing. You don't owe your kids nothing. If your kids are small, yes, you provide for them, you take care of them, you love them. But when they get out of the house, they are adults. Boy, bye, girl, bye, go live your life, figure it out. Get, teach them all the love and give them all the support and stuff it is that, it need, that they need. But you also have to show them how to do it on their own. It is not your responsibility to take care of them forever. It is definitely not your responsibility to take care of everybody else in that house before you take care of you. You are your first responsibility. 
When you get on the airplane, the first thing they tell you to do is please put your oxygen mask on first. Don't put your kid's oxygen mask on first. Put your oxygen mask on first. If you don't put your oxygen mask on first, you're not going to have anything left to give anybody else. Not your kids, not your husband, not your job, not your family, whatever that looks like. Being a people pleaser is being in survival mode. Having severe anxiety, having panic attacks, all of that stuff is being in survival mode. You've trained your brain that that is your normal because you let your thoughts run wild unchecked on a regular basis. And after one gets unchecked, another one joins and another one joins and another one joins. It takes less than 16 seconds. Listen to that. It takes less than 16 seconds for one thought to go unchecked before another one joins it. You have one negative thought that goes unchecked in less than 16 seconds, another one joins it. And another 16 seconds, another one joins it. And another 16 seconds, another one joins it. And by the time you get to a minute, 17 seconds, you've got so much momentum, you can't stop it. It's like a runaway train. If you listen to Abraham Hicks, she talks about the story of the car sitting on top of the hill in San Francisco, car sitting in neutral, you bump it from the back. And instead of trying to stop it before it goes running down the hill, get in front of it and stopping it before it runs down the hill, AKA 17 seconds, you're going to get down at the bottom of the bay and you're going to try and stop it as it, after it's got all of its momentum before it hits the bay. That's going to be a real uncomfortable ride for you. The only way to stop that moment, there's three ways to stop that momentum once it gets going. Meditate, which generally, if you've got that much momentum going, meditation is going to get, be real hard at that point in time. You could go to sleep. Sleep stops all momentum, positive or negative. Meditation stops all momentum, positive or negative. Or you could die. I personally would not prefer you to die. I would prefer you to live. I would prefer you to start checking your thoughts. I'd prefer you to start thinking about what you think about, but it doesn't matter what I prefer. What do you want? Do you want to keep doing this negative bullshit ride every day and creating more anxiety, creating more panic attacks, creating more negativity, creating more survival? Or do you want to drop your pen on the Google Maps of life? You want to set some goals. You want to work backwards from that. You want to like start listening to your inner, your inner being, your, your God, your source, your higher power and letting them lead you where it is you said you wanted to go. Like all those things that you love to do, they're not just interests. That's your soul calling to you. That's tied to your purpose. You say, oh, well, I just want God to make me feel get better. God's shining light on a path, but you can't fucking hear him because you, you let your thoughts go unchecked. Remember the analogy, angry ocean, empire state building. You can't hear it. I did a podcast. I think it was around 15, 16 prayer meditation, the real truth, where I talk about prayer and I talk about meditation. I, I walk you through a guided meditation at the end of that. Meditation will be your best friend. If you, <laughs> I, if you are into crystals, get you a crystal that will help ground you. There are crystals that are good for grounding. There are crystals that will help your meditation. There are crystals that will help you with your intuition. All of those are possible. You can walk around a, a rock store, crystal store, whatever. And when you grab a crystal and you feel your hand vibrate, that's the crystal that's calling to you. How do I know that? Because I did that yesterday. <laughs> I picked, I literally walked around the store and we were in Oceanside and I think it's called um, Gypsy Dreaming, if I'm not mistaken. And so they have like all kinds of like rocks and stones and crystals and jewelry and dream catchers and all this stuff in there. And I know that there are certain stones that will like neutralize negative energy in your space. Uh, you can, there are certain stones that you can put in a bowl and put beside your door. So when people come in, if they've got a bunch of negative energy, it neutralizes it so it doesn't come in the house. Energy is in everything. We are energetic beings living a spiritual, uh, living a physical life. Spiritual beings, spirit, spiritual beings are energy, energetic beings. So if everything is energy and the energy never dies, you can muscle test certain things to see if it's a good match for you or not. Your body will tell you if a piece of fruit is good for you or not. And I think, it, I don't know if I did this in a previous podcast or not. I think I did. You can, there's a muscle testing thing called the sway method. And that's what I prefer to use. You can close your eyes and you just close your eyes. Feet should be about shoulder width apart. 
and you just breathe normally, hands down, by, arms down beside your side. And you just kind of wait for your body to kind of naturally start swaying. And then you say your name, like, my name is Tammy Loftus. My body will go forward. So your body leans forward for a yes. It goes toward things that are positive. If, it's, if you say something negative or something that's not true, your body will go backwards. So if I say, my name is Engelbert Humperdinck, no, my body goes backwards. If you hold on to fruit, there's energy in fruit. You can hold it up to your chest. You can close your eyes while you're in the store and don't care if somebody's looking at you, do it anyway. Is this a good piece of fruit? Your body will either rock forward for yes or backwards for no. If it's a no, pick up another piece of fruit. Is this a good piece of fruit? Your body rocks yes. Is this a good piece of fruit for me? It's a different question. If you get a yes, then that means it's a good energetic match for your body chemistry. Next question you ask, does my body need this right now? That's a different question. You may get a no. You could get the fruit because it's a good energetic match for you, but you don't need it that day. Check it the next day and your body may need it. It's got certain vitamins and nutrients and stuff that your body will need at a different time. That's a whole nother podcast <laughs> that I can go into, but you guys have got to get out of, get out of survival mode. You've got to start thinking about what you think about. You've got to stop letting the negative thoughts go unchecked because the stress is killing you. The stress is causing your anxiety. The stress is keeping you in survival mode. How could your life change if you caught these thoughts and flipped them to positive thoughts before they ever ran away? Think about how amazing your life would be if that was to happen. Just going to throw that out there. So I hope you guys really, really, really enjoyed this podcast today. Uh, I, I was really passionate about you guys thinking about what you think about, man. I, I say this daily, literally daily. You have to think about what you think about. You have to get your negative thoughts in check. You have to start thinking more positive. You've got to start believing more positive, regardless of what your circumstances look like. If a sprinter who's never won a race can visualize himself running the race and feel all of the emotions that he's going to feel when he runs and he wins a race. Why is it so hard to believe that you can visualize yourself being financially free, that you can visualize yourself being in a loving relationship, that you can visualize yourself having an amazing relationship with your children, that you can visualize yourself running your own business, that you can visualize yourself having a great relationship with your boss, being promoted, being the CEO, whatever that looks like. Like, I don't know what your dreams and goals are. Do you know what your dreams and goals are? Because if you don't, that's part of the problem. You got to know where it is that you want to go. And you got to believe that somehow, some way, you're going to get there. You ain't got to worry about the how. You ain't got to make all the plans. Don't stress yourself out with all of that in the beginning. Just write it out. I wrote something down on my sketch pad, which is now my, my dream book, basically. All the things that I want to be real. And I have on there, I'm going to speak on the biggest stages with people like Tony Robbins, Rachel Hollis, Eric Thomas, Ed Milet, Dean Graziosi. I'm going to be on those stages. I'm going to have my own stage and they're going to come speak on mine. Those are big dreams. I'm going to have my own retreat center where people come and get their soul transformed and have a life awakening. I'm going to have quarterly hikes, soul transformation hikes, soul immersion hikes, where we go and we do a weekend all intensive immersion hike to start you on your journey of transforming your life. But none of that matters if you're not willing to take a step to make your life better. If you don't know that you want it, or you don't know that you need it, or you're too afraid, you're going to let your current circumstances keep you bound and shackled and held in average mediocrity out of fear. You're in survival mode. Are you ready to thrive? You ready to move forward? Are you sure? If you're sure and you listen to my I Blame You exercise in last week's podcast, or you went to my Facebook page and you watched the video on the I Blame You 
drop in the comments, I want more information or hashtag more info on my video. I will inbox you, give you more information about the Soul Transformation course that starts on 919. And over these next couple of weeks, I'm going to give you guys more and more information. I'll put a link in my bio. You can just click it and get signed up then. It's going to be super awesome. I cannot wait to get it started. It is totally amazing. I've been beta testing some of the exercises out and people are getting instant, I mean, instant transformation from that one exercise. Their whole energy is shifted. I love you guys to the moon and back. I hope I hope, I hope beyond all hope that this resonated with you. I hope that I smacked you in your head and shook you like a damn glow stick and your light came on <laughs> all out of love so that you will get out of survival mode and you will start figuring out how to thrive. Thriving and surviving are two different modalities. You've got to leave one in order to get into the other. You can't get to 60 miles an hour while you're sitting in first gear. Can't steer a parked car. Can't steer a car that you ain't started. Can't go forward when the gear is in reverse. You gotta figure it out. If you want some help, inbox me. I'm always here to help. If you want one-on-one -on -one coaching, if you want group coaching, if you'd like to join my Life Awakening group, I will put a link in my, in my show notes. Would love to have you in there, or I also have a Life Awakening podcast group where we talk about the podcast each and every week. I'll also put a link to that in there for you as well, and I'll put a link in my show notes for the I Blame You Facebook Live videos that you can go check that out. I hope you guys got some value out of this today. If you haven't done it already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you do not miss another episode. And if this if you really loved this podcast or any of my previous ones, make sure you hit that share button, share it with all of your social media and let everybody know how to find us and let them get some of this loving too. Love you guys to the moon and back and I will see you next week. Bye bye now.